everyone, my name is Dr. Kim Bissell and I'm the Director of Undergraduate Research and the Director of the Emerging Scholars Program, a program designed to get undergraduate students involved in research early in their academic careers. Like the rest of the world, operations here at the University of Alabama had to pivot when we were in the middle of the COVID-19 health crisis. Part of that pivot involved shifting from face-to-face -face interviews with research faculty at UA to recording those interviews in a podcast format. So each week, you'll hear from a different host, a student in our Emerging Scholars Program, or one of our research ambassadors, and you'll hear more about the amazing research going on across campus. Believe me, none of this is going to be boring. You would be amazed at the research going on across colleges and departments. Tune in each week for a new conversation about the very cool research going on right here at the University of Alabama. Hey everybody, my name is Michael Presley and I'm a junior from Florence, Alabama, studies economics and political science here at UA and I am in the Emerging Scholars Program, obviously. Hi everyone, my name is Ashlyn Smith. I'm a junior here at the University of Alabama I'm a double major in chemistry and dance, and I'm also in the Emerging Scholars Program. Today, we will be talking with Dr. Paul Rufar. He is a professor in the Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry, and we'll be asking him a couple questions about his journey as a professor here at the University of Alabama and his research. Well, okay, so we'll go and search you off, Dr. Rufar, uh, and you can introduce yourself in this first question as well, but could you take us a little bit through your journey to your current position, going from your college experience up until now? Um, yeah, well, first off, thank you very much for uh, inviting me to do this. Um, I did most of my schooling in Canada. So I, I did my undergraduate degree and my PhD at the University of Western Ontario, which is in London, Ontario. It's about two hours west of Toronto. And then I did postdoctoral work in the University of Bristol, which is in England. And then I came here. That's, that's sort of the, like the 10 second description of my career. Awesome. Oh, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, no, so you have pretty international experience. That's, that's cool to have too, but. Uh... Okay, well, Dr. Rupar, as an undergraduate, were you involved in any research? And if so, was it at all related to what you do now? So yeah, I, I, I did a lot of undergraduate research. So at the end of my second year, I won a, a fellowship or scholarship to do research in, in the lab. Um, and then I did research after my third year. And then in my fourth year, I did a research project as part of my undergraduate um, program. Uh, the research at is it similar to what I do now? Um, there, there are similarities in terms of, of techniques and approaches in chemistry. So, so I'm primarily what's called a synthetic chemist. So I, I synthesize or my lab synthesizes uh, new compounds, new materials. And so the, the skill sets I learned as an undergraduate researcher, I still use, although the, the exact details are, are pretty different. Awesome. So it's good to hear that, you know, you're involved in undergraduate research just as, you know, we're going to be or about to be. But uh, well, I, I would really strongly encourage anyone who's at all interested in research to give it a try as an undergraduate. 
the the best way to learn if you like something is just to just go do it. Yeah, yeah no, I I'd agree. No, it's it's definitely been a good experience so far for us. Um, be, beyond that, so like you know, kind of working through undergraduate, you may have had this experience in undergraduate uh, in your undergraduate studies. But what moment did it hit you and you realized that you wanted to become a professor? I th- think it was my graduate study so, so after i completed my bachelor's degree i started a phd and i, I think a couple of years in i sort of realized that this is something i want to do the becoming a, prof, a professor in chemistry requires a lot of hard work and a lot of luck like you have to be you be pretty successful in a lab as, as a graduate student and, and i was worked hard and I was fortunate and lucky during my PhD and then I realized I, I, I had a possibility of, of becoming a professor it probably on my third or fourth year of, of PhD studies. Um, Dr. Pro, prior to becoming a professor did you ever gain experience in chemistry beyond teaching? Yes, sort of. Not, not, not like an in industry. I have never had a real job, if that's what you mean. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but you know, I, I, after I did my, my PhD, I went and did it was called a postdoc. A postdoc is kind of like additional training. Um, you almost, almost like an apprenticeship. And so I go, you go and work in the lab of another uh, professor for a couple of years. And, and typically, on chemistry or, or research is different than what you've done before. And so you try and build up your skill set and, and, and learn new new techniques and, and new ideas. Okay. So in that role, I'm not really teaching. I guess I'm supervising some students and, you know, helping other PhD students do their research, but I'm primarily just doing research. So most of my, you know, preparation as a, as a graduate student, as a postdoc was actually in research, not, not in teaching. So, that, that answer your question. Oh, you know, totally yeah, answer your question. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so going more into, I guess, like uh, your your job now, what led you to coming to the University of Alabama, and then how long have you been a professor here? Yeah, um, the I've been a professor here since two thousand and twelve, October two thousand and twelve. So that's just about eight years now. Uh, how I came here, it's it's kind of a random story. I was living in England with my wife and we had been in England for a couple of years and decided that we want to return back to North America. All of our family is in North America. And I just started applying for jobs and that, and Alabama hired me. And here I am. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the honest truth. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's simpler than, you know, than other, other times. I mean, a job is a job, right? Yeah, well, I, I think like, I, I, I wanted to do, I wanted a position at a research university. So, so most of my, you know, prior to becoming a professor, or, or I was mostly interested in research, not in the teaching aspect of it. The, and, and I, 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 want, I want a position at a research university and Alabama is a research university and they offered me a job and then the position looked good and here I am. And it t- turns out actually I like teaching a lot more than I thought it would. And, and uh-huh. My favorite part is the job, but but I won't lie. Going in, I was pretty scared of teaching. 
Well, going a little bit back to your research, Dr. Rupar, what have you learned about your research over time? And also, what is going in on polymer chemistry and organic chemistry? So, the, I'll answer the second question first. So, the inorganic chemistry was what I stumbled into as an undergraduate researcher. So, I, I won this fellowship, or scholarship, sorry, to, to work as an undergraduate researcher. And I just randomly kind of signed up for the lab of Professor Kim Baines, who is a professor who does inorganic chemistry back at my home university. And I, didn't, I just liked it. It was just fun. It was, it, was, it was a fun lab to be in. The research was enjoyable. And, and so it wasn't really premeditated. It just, I kind of just stumbled into it. With polymer chemistry, it was more deliberate. So after I had finished my PhD, which was primarily inorganic chemistry, I wanted to do something that's a bit more applied, I guess. And, and then polymer chemistry is a very applied field of chemistry. I would argue of any field of chemistry it impacts, you know, day-to-day -day life more than any other, right? Everything, your polymers are everywhere. Um, and so I, I sought out a, a research lab um, that of Professor Ian Manners in Bristol, which he was a world expert in polymer chemistry and, and went there. Well, kind of digging more into your research and it might be in polymer, um, but of all the research you've done, what has been your favorite specific piece or project? Yeah, so we, that's a tough question to answer. There, there are a couple of things that sort of stick out as being highlights over the last couple of years. I would say some of our work that we've done on polymerizations of azetidine, which probably doesn't mean much to non-chemists, um, but I had a, a former graduate student named uh, Chip Riesman who was working on, on some polymerizations of azetidines. And it was a lot more complicated than we initially anticipated, but it gave us some really interesting results, ultimately sort of pushed the field forward. Yeah, so I would say, say some of our work on polymerization of metadines. Awesome. And as a, as a non-chemist, that sounds a little confusing to me, but you did a great job of kind of explaining it. So I appreciate that. I, 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 I spent more time trying to explain it a bit better if you, if you would like. Um, oh, no, no. I was saying that's awesome because uh, if, if I can understand any of it, you've done a fine job. <laughs> and you did, you've done well. So I appreciate that. Um. It is really interesting that you've built your own research group at UA, we think. So we, we just want you to tell us a little bit about how you went about this and then why you did it. Yeah. So I, it's more of a function of the, the, the field I'm working in. So, so chemistry professors in a research institution, um, that's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. And so w when I was hired, I was hired with the idea that I would create a, a polymer inorganic chemistry research group. Um, so, but, you know, mo mo most of your professors in, in the STEM fields are done similar things. Not, not all of them, but the vast majority of them will have a functional uh, research group and they would have hired, been hired to do that. So I guess I'm just doing my job. <laughs> 
Okay, well, the next question is one I definitely wanted to include. Um, what are the requirements for joining the RUPAR group? And what are some of the things that you look for in students interested in joining? Uh, as undergrad or graduate student? Um, I guess I would say undergrad. And if, and if you want to touch yeah. more into the graduate side of things, too, I mean, both undergraduate and graduate students will be yeah, listening to this. So uh, if you want to go into to both, both sides of that. Yeah, so I, I think for undergraduate, I want students to have uh, at least Orgo 1 and Orgo 2, uh, an Orgo Lab, uh, preferably, just because a lot of the techniques that we do use stuff you learn in those classes. The, what do I look for students? Mostly just enthusiasm. And, and to be quite frank, if you're showing up my office looking to do research, that means you're probably enthusiastic about it. And, and from there, it, it's often a space issue, is that we, we only have limited space in the lab, and, and off, often there's more people who are interested in working in the lab than I have space to house. It's, it's, it's even worse now with COVID-19 and social distancing requirements. Um, but yeah, Orgo 1, Orgo 2, Orgo Lab. For graduate students, uh, it's a bit more complicated in that graduate students typically apply to the whole department. Um, for the graduate program and then once they've been in the graduate program for for a semester then they select um, you know, which professors they're interested in working in and I interview them and, and I'm not sure I can give you a specific character you know that that gets a person into a group um, you know combination of, of grades and enthusiasm and, and knowledge if a student shows up in my office and they've read some of my papers that's a big you know, big plus and shows that they're enthusiastic. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, moving forward to our last question here. What is the plan moving forward for your group? Do you plan on continuing the research path you are on or broadening the group's interests? Yeah, that's a really good question. That's a really, really long answer. <laughs> so, so, the, um, so a lot of it has to do with funding, right? So running a research lab is really expensive. And a big part of my job, I spent a lot of time in my job, is trying to get more funding, external funding, primarily from governments, from companies. Um, and there, there are research topics I'm really interested in. And then there are research topics that people want to fund in. And those aren't always overlapping. Sometimes they overlap. And, and so it, it's kind of a combination of what I find interesting, where the funding leads. And, and, and uh, we have for a couple of core research projects in my group that have been running for many years. And we have a couple of newer research projects that have just sort of popped up that we're, we're trying, trying out. And, and if they're successful, we'll continue with. And, and so I, I don't really know where we'll be in, in five years from now. Um, I have some ideas where I wanna be, but it, again, it'll be a combination of, of successes in the lab, you know, funding successes and, and, and Okay, that's definitely. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What to do. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people are up in the air about about everything, so I don't think it's it's unnatural for it to be a little up in the air about a research lab either. But uh, we I mean, we really do appreciate your time and appreciate how you've went through your research and your a little bit of your personal story of how you got here. Um, I, I know other people will be interested to hear it as well, and um, we just appreciate the time you've given us today. <laughs> <laughs>